Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a future I'm a podcast where today we are changing it up and talking about season 11, episode two, or possibly season eight, episode two, depending on your point of view. This is called Children of a Lesser Bug. I am Lindsay Wilson, joined as always by a confused looking Alex Koontz. Alex, how's it going? <laughs> We're just doing whatever we can to get more people to listen to us. I'm like mm-hmm. looking at stats. I'm like, oh my God, we had so many new people sign on like right before the, the new season. So I assume this is what they want. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, we called an audible here. We saw that there were a bunch of new people. Welcome new listeners. I'm sorry that we're not enthusiastic enough for that one <laughs> reviewer who didn't like us. Oh, my God. I, I, shared, a, I shared a review with Lindsay and she told me never let, uh, never send me the comments. <laughs> don't read the comments. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this happened to me once before. I famously used to have an office podcast that you can no longer find on the Internet. Oh, yeah. But Destroyed. I canceled it. <laughs> minutes before the office ladies podcast so all of a sudden oh, no. we started getting like thousands upon thousands of downloads <laughs> and i was like goodbye i don't care <laughs> yeah you know they haven't done that for simpsons or futurama yet who do you think would be a good person to do the like official watch along podcast for these types of shows that's interesting. I feel like it's often not the most famous person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just discovered a podcast about It's Always Sunny, and it's like the three oh, guys, like, you know, where are they? Charlie Mack. <laughs> Charlie Mack uh, and Dennis, Dennis yes. Yeah. Yes, those three. So that's slightly unusual in that sense. But I don't know. It would probably be like, who's still alive even? <laughs> they, they wouldn't get like Dan Castellaneta or Hank Azaria. They're like too famous. Wouldn't well, be I guess raining. We're... I guess what's interesting is they kind of did this with the DVD commentaries. I feel like those commentaries are like so comprehensive that they could just re-release those as podcasts and it would be entirely (laughs) new for many people. Honestly, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. It was like a podcast. It was like, I mean, it's very dependent on watching the show in real time, but it also keeps it short. It doesn't make it like 40 minutes for a stupid 28 minute episode. Yeah, I was trying to explain recently, Cam's dad was asking why I don't tell people up front, like in job interviews and stuff that I have a podcast. <laughs> I was like, There's a very specific audience of people that has any appreciation yeah. for me being like, I watch a 30 minute episode of television and then talk about it for 90 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mentioned it at work, which is sometimes scary because I'm not always the most flattering about work on this podcast. <laughs> but I mentioned it as like fun facts and stuff. I think it adds some some quirkiness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you I, ever I mention so. it at, at your place? I think it's a good idea if people are like, oh, tell me a fact about yourself and you're, yeah. you know, searching for something. One of the things I always used to say was my go-to is that I would go, I am a cyclist, by which I mean I own a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty but good. It's the best I have. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how's it going? It's been a few weeks. Yeah, it's good. We are both in different locations, I think. I'm back in Denver. Lindsay is back in Vancouver. So... Yeah, sorry for for missing a week due to Lindsay living on the farm again. How how is the farm? Any any farm anecdotes? No real farm anecdotes, I guess. I saw I got a cute video of a calf yesterday. That was exciting. There are two new kittens on the farm. Do you ever like so... actively ma- maintain the animals while out there? Like, do you do any of the farmly duties? <laughs> farmly duties. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while, I will occasionally volunteer my services but my parents know that i am too feeble to be of much use to them (laughs) so i think usually when i go out there they're just like okay and they just like find a job for me (laughs) all right she's gonna go podcast again (laughs) yeah yeah i I mostly just get in the way sometimes i'll like help clear out cow shit or like throw down sawdust or feed the animals but yeah that's about it I mean, I feel like that's pretty similar to my experience. I'm staying with my parents right now, and I feel like they'd probably leave the feeble duties to me as well of just like, I don't know, like load the dishwasher. Like, that's about it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Being such a perfect son. <laughs> so I guess, did we finish the that thought? I guess we did. I was going to say, did we finish the thought of we decided to switch from at the end of last episode, we said we were going to go back to our regularly scheduled programming. Instead, we decided because we got all these new listeners in honor of the new season, we decided we would go back to the new season and continue that until we are yeah. told to do otherwise. Literally any feedback can dictate what we do. <laughs> so if you have a preference one way or other, let us know. Yes, exactly. Did we get any feedback? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. That's fine. Yeah, People don't care. They're just here for the vibes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Okay. So season 11, I'm going with 11. It's what it says on Disney+. I think Plus. that's Season fair. 11, yeah. episode two, Children of a Lesser Bog. This may have been confusing for you because we have not yet talked about the episode that is extensively referenced in this episode. <laughs> so, right. So I assume that that episode is Leela impregnating Kiff through yes. a hand touch. And clearly yes. Amy has some feelings about that. I was wor- I was wondering if they do the whole thing of like, oh, we gave birth to tadpoles and mm-hmm. now they just like go off. And which was a good way to like not deal with that situation of the, we had kids, but now they will not be a part of our lives. I do wonder if these kids will remain in the show, but is that the gist of the origin episode of impregnation? And then the kids go away. Pretty much. Yes. So that episode is called Kiff Gets Knocked Up a Notch. And in the episode, it's just like dealing with their relationship. And as they get into in this episode, Kiff is so in love with Amy that he becomes able to become pregnant. He gets pregnant and they're like, how did this happen? Anyway, it turns out that he touched Leela's hand, not Amy's. So mm-hmm. he got pregnant, but he's, as is discussed, because Amy is the one who he was in love with or whatever, then she gets to be the Smizmar. And then they go to Kiff's home planet so that he can deliver the babies. We meet the grand midwife. And then we see that horrible birth scene where they swim off into the slump. And uh, yeah, that's the end of it. And like, and I liked how they said in this episode, like, I'll be ready in 20 years. And yeah. the continuity, very good. So is the 20 years, I, and again, maybe we, we will discover this, you know, five years from now in podcasting time when we get to like the end of season 10 <laughs> or whatever. But how did this 20 year time jump happen? Is it that everyone was frozen? Fry and Leela were not frozen. They did their thing. Then at the start of the new season, they said, oh, we're going to take it around another spin. And then everyone mm-hmm. just like rebooted in uh, 3023, which is 20 years later than when they were frozen. Like, is that kind of how this is working? I think that's the idea is that by the time the professor found them, they were he was able to reset the clock to just before everyone got frozen or in time. OK, but then there was but years. then where was the time jump? Was the time jump yeah. like when when uh, Comedy Central rebooted it and they were like, oh, we're just like 10 years later or whatever. I guess. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Well, either way, we're 20 years in the future, which is interesting that they can now like pick up these stories 20 years later. You know, I wonder if we'll get a Farnsworth annoying clone in his mid 20s, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> True. Oh, that seems like it could easily happen. Yeah. All the people who've already watched multiple episodes are just yeah. their phones right now, but it's fine. Although I don't, um, I don't think it's all, I don't think every episode is out yet. So there's some speculation so. to be had. Yes. Yes. So yeah. So this one, the opening caption was anything happened while we were out? Oh, Which, like, oh. I mean, <laughs> I guess lots of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I guess notable uh, Hulu-rama gets flipped to Futurama in the, in the title credits. Yes, this um, did happen last week as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then the opening cartoon for Boop Corner. Boop daddies. Did you write anything down? Man with idea light bulb. Like he's, <laughs> he said, he's like presenting a light bulb. like Felix. <laughs> yeah. 
It's pretty uh, pretty accurate for most of these. Like this could be Felix. Yes, this is called Room Runners from MGM in 1932. And I googled this, and there is an article of it from some like fandom wiki, but no information was provided, and that is the extent of the searching that I did. <laughs> so <laughs> I tried a I tried. brief boop corner for that. Very brief, very brief. I could look again. Room Runners MGM. It's in my search history. So, <laughs> and then a list of MGM cartoon studio films. So it seems like that's just a list. And then there's a bunch of information mm-hmm. about employment opportunities in Las Vegas. If you're interested oh, in being a right. room runner, food runner, or mailroom <laughs> runner at MGM in Las Vegas. All right. Consult with Google for those opportunities. <laughs> yes. These opportunities may not last long. So <laughs> um, do you still put in the Jeremy Boop Corner sting in every episode? I put it in when I remember, which is yes. 90% of the time. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. I wanted to talk about we got a Jeremy ad read for us at like 1am. And I don't even know what time I don't remember where I was when we got this. But it, I think it was like 1am for me, which means it was like probably 3am for Jeremy. And he told us we can't use it on the podcast. But for the adoring fans out there know that Jeremy is like recording very well produced ad reads for us that, you know, we encourage him to con- continue submitting. Yeah, I, now that you're saying this, I don't think I ever put in the one that he did like months ago for like, <laughs> I don't even remember what it was for. Do you remember? Yeah. It was like a human rinds type thing. I don't remember the one from months ago. I remember this one is the me undies competitor. <laughs> God bless Jeremy. Extremely talented fan favorite friend of the pod. Yeah. Yes. We'll try to get Jeremy on the podcast if our schedules ever align. Yeah. Well, soon you'll be out there. So Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So this episode opened up with Fry staring at the window and he is weirdly gnawing on his jacket and everyone's just like, how adorable. Yeah, a little bit odd. Uh, (laughs) Fry just has like leftover food on his jacket, I guess. It's a clump of honey candy. Yes. Yes. And Zoidberg eats it and he's sad because they stopped making this candy a thousand years ago when it was reclassified as industrial (laughs) glue. And this was like a bit of a bike race kind of thing here where... They spend some time recreating this recipe because Bender came in third on MasterChef Junior. Yeah, I, I didn't note it down as bike racey. I think for, for me, a bike race is some external location, a second location, uh, if you will. A of, second um, location, yes. <laughs> yeah. Of getting out of the getting out of the house, doing something for an entire act. This was like fairly brief. That's fair. Um, now that I'm looking at it, I see that we get to the point very quickly. So not I'll take it back. I take back the bike race. But I do like that is a running trope for us. <laughs> something that we're tracking i do like it being reclassified as industrial goo it made me think of when a uh, subway was reclassified like subway sandwiches were reclassified as cake because of yes. the, uh, sh- sugar in the bread yes so, <laughs> so good uh, yes and similarly speaking of sugar in the bread the <laughs> candy has so much sugar in it it sends the professor immediately into a diabetic coma and everybody loves the candy but it rips out a bunch of baby's teeth <laughs> Yes. Did you ever have braces? Was this an issue for you of like sticky candy with braces? Yes, I had braces. We probably talked about this during Mm -hmm. orthodontics. Dental corner. corner. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I had braces. I then had them again as an, oh, I did Invisalign as an adult. And then they were like, oh, this last tooth really not moving. So let's put some braces back on you for like two weeks. And that did Mm -hmm. the job. And then I went to the dentist earlier this year. What's that? Two weeks of braces did it. Yeah, it was just like one tooth that was just being hmm. stubborn and they were just like, back into place. Maybe it was a month, but 
It's not very yeah. long. And then this year I was very annoyed with my dentist <laughs> because I went there and they tried to pitch me on Invisalign, which I have already oh, wow. had. And I was <laughs> mad because I was like, I yeah. don't need this. I've already done it. Stop trying to upsell me on products I don't need. And then I listened to the Science Versus episode about how dentists do this a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think I definitely fell for that trap. And I'm definitely falling in the trap of like, oh, we're just going to like keep doing this forever. And then the minute that you stop doing it, everything is going to like unshift and be a disaster again. <laughs> Are they charging you more for longer treatment? To be determined once I get back to New York. I don't think so. Okay. I hope not. Yeah. yeah. I did laugh when Zoidberg refers to himself as an expert in human beak bones. <laughs> yeah. Again, good Zoidberg stuff. I mean, I'm not actively laughing a lot in these episodes, but Zoidberg <laughs> always gets me. What's that? There was like a cartoon for a while about aliens and they were like cute little aliens that always talked about like your mouth rocks and stuff. Animated, I'm assuming. I don't know. Uh, hold on. Okay. Comic alien. Okay, it's called Strange Planet. <laughs> and it was like these cute little aliens. And it's like, will the magical mouth stone being visit tonight? Oh, yes. yes. To silently uh, purchase your dead mouth stone. Yeah, it's the aliens that describe human things oddly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. So, so check that out. <laughs> nice little webcomic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, Amy looks at her calendar to see if she can schedule a dental appointment with Zoidberg. And there's a 20 year old alert on her phone. <laughs> or whatever, and it's her due date or the baby's due date. Mm -hmm. How, do you, have you ever done this? Have you ever put like a calendar alert like 10 years into the future and then have it come up? I don't think so. I only really became like a virtual calendar user probably like three years ago. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I definitely have done this with bets where like various $5 <laughs> bets will show up and then we won't remember what they are and like have no way of judging who won the bet. Um <laughs> That's one. And then I have the anniversary of the lost finale in my calendar in perpetuity. <laughs> wow. RIP. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Aging more poorly with every passing year. Yeah, with every notification. <laughs> Each notification, a reminder of the tragedy you just <laughs> lost. Oh, God. Yes. Kiff shows up like instantly here. This is very like sitcom-y where it's just like, it's time. <laughs> and they do a very gross flashback. A lot of like exposition to the mm -hmm. other one in a way that I don't think we got in the last episode. So this was, I kind of just read this. I wasn't reading this as exposition. I thought this was just the episode. Was most of this, you know, a Seinfeld finale style flashback to, you know, the exact events of the previous episode? Just this part, just the... Okay. Like the shot of Kiff giving birth to the tadpoles is like Got a it. famously gross scene from that episode. <laughs> <laughs> and so very accurate to have Fender be like, life is disgusting. Yeah. And then and they do. Sorry. Was the was the Kiff birth episode, was this like true canon? And I define that as like everything before Devil's, Devil's Hands. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a real episode. And yeah, and all of this stuff, like that's a real flashback to the baby's swimming away and then to them having the little moment where it's like Amy wasn't ready to be a mother. That's kind of the premise of the episode is her not being mm -hmm. ready. And Classic then the episode. Amy. Yeah, exactly. And then the episode ends with them being like, oh, in 20 years, they'll sprout legs. And she's like, I'll be Got ready it. to ready then. And that's like, that's real stuff. Cool. This is we were texting beforehand. And I said that I was like a little bit more down on this episode than the first episode. But given that they are actually doing a sequel episode to something 20 years later, and it like all fits in with the continuity, that's that's slightly more impressive. Yes. Yeah, I guess we didn't touch on this at the top like we normally do in terms of the overall what did you think of this episode? But uh, I, beforehand, we try not to spoil each other on our takes, <laughs> but I did say I liked this episode better than the first one. And you said you disagree. 
Yeah, I just, I like the first episode better. I mean, I don't have a particularly strong take either way, which makes for great podcasting. But like, <laughs> <laughs> to me, the first episode felt like a unique, funny situation. I thought that the like, oh, we need to like film this this soap opera ahead of Fry watching and we need to like stay current with, we need to like stay up to date so Fry can keep watching them. I thought all, all of that was very unique and very clever. And this, I, I don't know. I, it felt like a middling, we'd like go to some planet, some sci-fi situation mm-hmm. happens and then it kind of ends. Yeah, I think the thing that I, I mean, on the one hand, I don't think that the original episode is necessarily one of the stronger ones anyway. Mm-hmm. And this is a sequel to that. But that being said, I felt like they did a good job with, carrying on the continuity of it and i felt like the stuff at the end was kind of nice it, and and they even allude to it they're like oh does anybody want any treacle it's very treacly ending <laughs> right but but i still liked it it worked on me <laughs> yeah i think this is like it's weird for us to be doing this in the middle of the episode because we yes. this is like the big overall takes but one of the questions that i had was is this them is this is the point of this episode them going for like a big emotional episode in the style of the dog, in the style of the brother? Do you think they're going for this is a hugely emotional, impactful episode with the end of Amy, like learning to that she wants to be a mother? Mm-hmm. Or do you think that they weren't swinging for those like emotional heights with to match, yeah. the, like, you know, the big episodes from earlier in the series? Yeah, I got the sense that it was more kind of how they and some of the Fry and Leela type episodes, or even the original Kiff and Amy one where they're like, I'll be ready then. Like it has like a yeah. nice moment. It's a bit, okay, I, maybe we should say this till the end. I have like very specific <laughs> okay. takes about what it reminded me of, but yeah, I don't think they were necessarily going for a big swing like the dog episode or the brother yeah. episode, but I do think they were trying to like make you feel something at the end. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is also probably just the legacy of the episodes where it's like obviously the dog one became something. And yeah. then I don't, It'll be interesting once we get to the brother episode to hear your take on it of the legacy of that episode. But I certainly remember that being like a big deal when I was Mm -hmm. watching it. Um, And so, you know, maybe if this becomes something that the community really attaches themselves to, then it will be elevated to that status. But from just watching it, it felt like, oh, they went for something slightly emotional at the end. And that's going to be. Yeah, I would would agree. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So getting back on track here. I know that was a weird time to do that. But yes. So they show up for the birth ceremony thing. Bender throws away his eyes. He's like, no one describe it to me. It's going to be gross. <laughs> Amy's parents get there. I was a little surprised to see them because I think that their characters have been pretty roundly criticized. Yeah. Kind of. Well, I mean, it's interesting what to do with them again. Like I'll Apu tendencies of like, do we just write them out entirely? Do we mm-hmm. try to make them less stereotypical? Do we voice them by appropriate actors? All of that kind of stuff. And I'm guessing that they have not really, that has not really been a discussion uh, anywhere. Yeah, they kept their role here pretty short where yeah. they have the grandparents see the babies, be repulsed by them and leave. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that we'll see them again. Yeah. I don't think they want to engage with that material. What's your take on that? That seems like a middle ground where it's like we're not writing Apu out. We're not yeah. we're also not fixing the situation by like giving them real characters. We're just like they still exist as they were, but we're just not going to use them very much. Yeah, I don't really know what to make of it because, like, obviously the accents are really over the top and they, like, have them be extremely into, like, 
giving a grandchild well, like every second with Amy and they're like pressuring yeah. her to get married all the time. So lots of stereotypes there. But I don't really know what the best move would be. Yeah. With them. Like and they're not huge characters. Like I don't know if anyone really minds that they're just kind of not used very much. They're, yeah. Like, and I, I guess or... I guess that would also like maybe work in favor of writing them out of just like who's gonna notice that they weren't here for this, right. like they weren't there before. But right. I don't know. Good point. I we would welcome feedback from people who know more than me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it feels like such a cop out every time we do that. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> the grand midwife appears. I actually really like this character. <laughs> I like the grand midwife as well. I like that she just appears from a bog. Uh, I love <laughs> a character that that rises menacingly from a bog. Mm-hmm. Very good. So she's going to be their guide as they transition into parenthood. There is an optional cash donation <laughs> that people sometimes place in that basket. Yeah. And yeah, so she is like starting to do a bit while they're waiting for the kids to come out, but the babies arrive and uh, there's like hundreds of them at first. <laughs> yes, uh, which the winnowing begins, which is these hundreds of babies just get cut down to four and then quickly three. Yes. Yeah. Three and a half. <laughs> yeah. The winnowing that term means don't start naming them yet. <laughs> yeah. Cam Let's and see, I watch ever... a lot of. Oh, okay. Uh, I was about to ask you for an anecdote, but uh, Cam and I watch a lot of blank as equally as intriguing here. <laughs> <laughs> we watch a lot of nature documentaries okay. and this felt very reminiscent of any number of planet Earth, <laughs> our planet yeah. life on Earth style things where it's like, all right, now time for all of the many endangered turtles or like <laughs> little fish or birds of some kind to like make yeah. their way to the ocean or to jump off a cliff or whatever and yeah. it's always like this snakes alligators birds everything's just like going to town on all these creatures it's very sad yeah i think it might be uh, there's some comedian that has a bit about when you're watching a nature documentary there's always like a protagonist where it's like when it's from the perspective yes. of the baby turtles like you are really <laughs> wanting them to make it but then like three episodes later it'll be the perspective of like the you know shark that is devouring the baby turtles and you're uh, <laughs> extremely sympathetic to the shark at that point yeah exactly like there are certain episodes where you're just like yeah get that zebra <laughs> yeah <laughs> Take down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My anecdote was going to be, Lindsay, have you ever been a, a present at a birth and how did that go? <laughs> Never been present at a birth. I've been present at a hospital when someone was like in labor, but yeah. nothing happened while I, I was there. <laughs> okay. It was just stalling. I've never been, I've never been at a birth. I've never been at a hospital in the birthing process. So I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. I've seen episodes of sitcoms where that happens and it seems like I've a fun time, you know, <laughs> seems like a fun uh, bottle episode type type situation, but um... seems like prime for comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I was there uh, when my aunt was pregnant with my cousin mm-hmm. and she was like not yet at the point of really feeling anything so. yeah a lot of uh, hanging so really, around no hijinks really yeah that's too bad yeah. <laughs> yeah honestly all right so they quickly get into the fact that you notice right away that one of the kids has mm-hmm. one giant eye and I had forgotten about the Leela being the biological mother thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is starting to come back to me. And then I looked it up so that I'd be prepared to tell you about it. And I was like, oh, right. I think it was just that, like, Kiff loved Amy so much that he was, like, receptive to becoming pregnant. And then they quickly get into this shortly thereafter. So I didn't have to do any of this research. But I just want people to know that I'm committed to my craft. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's three kids here. One is, like, a baby with a giant eye. One is like a toddler kind of, and then one is like a surly teen. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yes, their names will be revealed shortly. They are Newt, Mandy, and Axel. All right. So that's when the grandparents are like, oh, the kids are gross. they will be our little secret. And then they have a bumper sticker on their car that says, don't <laughs> ask me about my grandkids. Yeah. Uh, Zap shows up out of nowhere. Uh, he says they can call me Captain Uncle. Yes, true. It's weird that he's there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so then back at the office, Hermes asks the obvious question of why are they all different sizes? And it's <laughs> like, oh, they were a different in different temperature water. And then there's the conversation about why they think that Leela is their mother and why they look just like Leela. And Leela has completely forgotten this, that she is, in fact, the biological mother of all these babies. Yeah, I like that they show the the like sex, sex education film from Yowza Vision. That was um, so good. <laughs> yeah, which they they do like an advertisement for like all of the different Yowza Vision presents sex across the universe featurettes. <laughs> yes, they say sex across the universe is a steamy erotic process, except for the amphibiosas who barely touch hands while the rest yeah. are getting it on. Yowza. Odd little cutaway here that Leela is drunk while watching this for like no yeah. reason. Not ideal, where they're like, oh, she's like, oh, I must have been super drunk when I hooked up with Kiff. And they're like, you didn't actually have sex with Kiff. <laughs> there's that. Yeah, there's that. And then, right. And as she's watching the video, she's drunk, right? Yeah. She's like, I'm drunk again right now. It's very strange. Yeah. yeah. So then there's quite a lengthy scene of Kiff and Amy doing parent stuff. They feed the baby a bunch of butterflies, which is a very wholesome thing to be <laughs> feeding the baby. Yeah. They like grind them up in the in the bottle. Yes, the midwife is watching from a lake or pond in Central Park or something. One of the things that they do in this parenting montage is Kiff like breaks off the the wheel of their stroller breaks and Kiff like does an inflatable hand with his arm and breaks it off and fixes the wheel with it and then it grows back. I guess that's mm-hmm. like Kiff is a lizard that can grow back tails and arms and stuff. Yes, exactly. Kiff and Amy are getting really tired and they said these kids are the best, but they're a lot. And then this is when Zap appears to say that Kiff has to go potentially to war or something, but they're not sure he's been called in. Yes. Great line here where they're like, is this about the baby gifts you claim you sent? And he's like, there's no time to discuss the many presents I bought, <laughs> some of which are large. <laughs> I, I miss that. That's good old Zap. Yes. Very, very classic Zap right there. But yeah, so Kiff's been called in. Amy's going to have to parent by herself and the kids start crying when Kiff leaves and then Amy starts crying and this goes on for quite some time. Yes, uh, Amy has a babysitter, but the babysitter is on the wrong planet. She's ask- asking for directions of like, are you on Fifth Avenue? And the babysitter's on the wrong planet. And she says she'll catch the next generational ship back to Earth, I guess. Yes, yes. When they summoned everyone for the roll call, the professor uses this like giant horn to call everyone in. <laughs> and he's like, where's Amy? What do I need? A bigger antler? And for some reason, yeah. I found that very funny. <laughs> Yeah, that's very funny. That reminded me of, uh, I'm not Jewish, but my girlfriend is Jewish. And you know the shofar, the like horn that you blow into in okay. the Jewish tradition? Sure. It's like this big ceremony, ceremonial horn that you that you blow into. And uh, I remember when I met their parents for the first time, they had like a shofar in their, in their house. And they were like, oh my God, Alex, blow it. And it's very hard to do. And they were hoping <laughs> that just instantly it would have been like the perfect blowing of the, of the shofar. But sadly, <laughs> I disappointed them. <laughs> so disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, man. All right. So Leela's watching the kids for Amy to give her a break. And they're all like really into Leela. And Amy is clearly kind of threatened by this. And Leela's like putting the kids on the treadmill to tire them out. And the <laughs> midwife is nodding approvingly in the background. Yeah, very relatable. My I'm hanging out with my nephew. And yeah, we just get him to run around in circles, you know, 90 minutes before bedtime. 
Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Just chase them around a bunch. Yeah. Yes, this part I felt like was a bit of what we discussed before of how we were slightly concerned. It was going to be kind of like a, speaking of roll call, but a roll call (laughs) of like old characters that maybe are not so relevant. And we haven't yet gotten to the whale biologist. That is one of my favorite episodes of the whole series. Interesting. But it's very late in the game. I think it's in season five. But uh, yeah, they encounter the whale biologist from the 300 big boys episode and this guy is now a bear biologist and he's studying bears on this planet that the dupe headquarters couldn't get a transmission from. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. As someone who does not know about this whale episode, it did not read too weird to me. It was like, you know, his, he jokes about how, Oh, I used to be a whale biologist. And I hate them. And I also hate bears. So I, I thought this was just like a surly researcher. So yeah, it didn't read too much of like, Oh, look, it's, it's a, uh, it's someone from the past. Yes. So in that episode, not to spoil it for you, but Leela is going to use her tax refund to go swimming with a whale named Mushu, which very much of the time that it was like, let's go swimming with it, captive killer whales. But anyway, she's going to swim with this whale. And this whale biologist is like, the truth is, I hate whales, especially (laughs) Mushu. Yeah. Were the bears in that episode at all? I thought the like bears with the insect face were a little bit odd here. They reminded me of those. What are those like tiny bears? Hmm. Any bear organism. Yes, that's what this is. Tardigrade. Tiny bear organism. Like these are like microscopic. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like microscopic organisms that, you know, you can see under a microscope essentially. Yeah. Tardigrade. Yes. Okay. I guess this makes sense then where it's just those things, but they are actually bear sized. Yes, that's right. So yeah. And when they smell human food, they go bat crackers. And <laughs> so they start attacking Zap to try to get his honey candy. So this all does come full circle. And they slowly drag him into their cave as Zap and the bear biologist just watch him go. That that is something that I that I noted as I was watching this, where they did like make an effort to bring back the honey candy. Seems like a little bit whatever the opposite of a bike race is of like we are going to go out of our way to make everything connect Seinfeld style. Yes, agreed. So we cut back to Leela and she's with the kids. The middle kid, I noticed her voice is very similar to the greeting card for mom. That's like, like, you created me, mom. So I guess you're to blame. I see. That one. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Anyway, I... Amy is like scolding the children and, or sorry, Amy is scolding Leela and sends her away. She's like, you're not their real mother. Yeah. I like that Leela was getting ice cream with them. They said that rum, rum raisin tastes like caterpillars. yes accurate (laughs) yeah yeah so amy frantically is calling kif in tears she's very upset she feels very insecure because leela is the biological mother and kif tries to reassure her by being like nothing can change the fact that you're their mother and then we immediately cut to a challenge has been filed for the motherhood of these children yeah i'm experiencing that slightly my nephew so again i'm visiting Colorado my nephew is here my nephew definitely likes my grandpa more but he has or it likes my dad more likes his grandpa more like and he likes him more than me which is like that's that's too bad I would like to be the preferred family member but I think it's <laughs> I think it's fair I think he spent more time with with grandpa yeah that's fair it's tough tough place to be <laughs> yeah and grandpa shows him the Lion King so much and it's like of course he's gonna like him when you, you show so him the Lion King all the time <laughs> Yeah, my nephew recently became very fond of me and my sister nice. was really upset. And, and then his father was like, yeah, how's it feel? I've always been number two to you. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, what uh, what did you do to win him over? Nothing. Nothing. I, I think I was like a little bit hard to get. And that seems okay. to be what he liked about me, that he won me over yeah. as well. Yeah. 
All right. So Kif goes in to rescue Zap. I actually quite liked this whole sequence of Kif being like, daddy's coming to tuck you in to your graves. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I liked it. I liked Kif just like going hardcore, like action yeah. star. Yeah, they, I guess we'll note that Kif has like a, a laser gun here that uh, Zap was wielding, but Zap had forgotten to turn it on. Yes, yes. So Amy is fighting, meanwhile, with the grand midwife about her kids, and they and the midwife's like, I appreciate your emotional shouting in my ear hole, but like we still <laughs> have to do this challenge. And Amy's really bad at Leela because she assumes Leela has filed this challenge, but in fact, this happens automatically when it is found out that the Smizmar contributed no DNA. Yeah, I really like the grand midwife introduces herself as, I'm the grand midwife from the other day. Yes, from the other day. <laughs> so good, so good. Yes. And so she says that Kiff and Amy will have to show up for this challenge. And yeah, anyway, that's where we leave that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lots of cutting back before, uh, back and forth between uh, the Amy stuff and the Kiff stuff here. Yes, I'm finding that it's going between talking about the challenge and me just writing down a pun from Kiff of like, it's been a blast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kiff is, yeah, again, in like full action hero mode. He goes camouflaged. He's like dro- dropping stalactites onto the bears. Mm-hmm. Kind of action yes. scene. Yes. And Amy's sorry she got so jealous. And Layla's like, oh, you know, I'm just proud that I helped you to become a mom. And that's when we're starting to get into this like tricklier part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, again, nice of them to do it. Nice of them to give like real character stuff. Again, I really like that they're making progression on the storyline from 20 years ago. Yes, exactly. And yeah. So when they get to the challenge, the grand midwife is like, oh, Oh, the sorrow, the shame that Kif isn't there. (laughs) But Kif does show up and we realize that he didn't kill all of the bears. He sacrificed the bear biologist so that the bears and their babies could eat. Yeah, a bit of a misdirect. We had left the scene with Kif or just like, I think we're on zap and we hear Kif shooting the the laser gun. And it's like, oh my God, did he just like murder all of these bears in a yes. antagonistic nature documentary kind of way. <laughs> but no, he has just killed another human instead. Yes, exactly. So yeah, so the midwife says that the challenge might play out over a couple of days or weeks and everybody's concerned. They, Amy's worried she's going to lose the kids. But then it's very quick and short and a little bit like, okay, this is like very quickly wrapping this up tidily. But the midwife asks her if she loves the children and she says, more than I knew I could ever love anything. And then they say, that's all that truly matters. You are their mother. So very nice, very sweet, a little bit predictable. (laughs) They may hug their mother and father for a small additional fee. I did like that. That cut cut the treacle a little. (laughs) Yeah. There's a line in The Simpsons at the episode with the Sherry Bobbins where they sing that song, that the the nanny song, and Bart mm-hmm. goes, it's like, I'm just cutting through the treacle. And it took me many years to know what the hell that meant. <laughs> yeah, um, that's one that I have not seen very often, actually. I feel like uh, that one's not in my rotation. All right, write in if you want us to talk about that episode and take a break from Futurama and talk about yeah. Sherry we Bobbins. Did, we did find um, that on Spotify, all of The Simpsons then now is still there somehow. We don't really know how because we've canceled Did you try to play any week. of the episodes? I did. Yeah, I, I played oh. one of them. Okay, great. Yeah, because I found them one time somewhere and they wouldn't play. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that was the end of the episode. I will say this is what I was going to say earlier, but wanted to save this stuff at the end where it's like, you are their mother. It reminded me of that Simpson episode where the kids are temporarily adopted by the Flanders uh, and yes. then they run across the beach or whatever back to their back <laughs> to Marge. 
Um, yeah, I love that episode. I love that's uh, when Homer has to think like Ned in order to find out where they are. And he's, uh, I'm a big, <laughs> big, stupid weirdo who wears glasses and the Springfield River. Yeah. <laughs> and the same stupid sweater. Every Springfield yeah. River. Yeah. Oh, so good. A great episode. <laughs> that one always makes me cry. <laughs> yeah, that one's that one is definitely a sweet one. I think that maybe similarly, I, I mean, I think that that episode hits higher highs than this Futurama episode. Again, sorry to the Futurama fans. Um, but I would imagine that they're of equal importance in terms of emotional endings where it's like that episode is not top 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 tier simpsons episode uh like yeah. emotional simpsons episodes in the same way that this one is like oh yeah this is like a good emotional ending there's some character stuff but it's not you know blowing me out of the water yeah agreed and it's very funny and just ends with like a sweet moment and this is i think yeah. the same same thing yeah so yeah uh i thought this was pretty good i think these are not too dissimilar in terms of quality i think they're both fine i think they've both been better than i dared hope this one i liked better than the first one wasn't a blowout but i think these are fine these are fine episodes of television far better than some of the ones in the last reboot i dare say yeah i haven't seen any of those and to be fair i haven't seen you know the last two seasons of the simpsons but this is certainly better than seasons 27 28 29 of the simpsons like back when it was really really struggling so yeah good job so far Yes, so far so good. The next episode, I think we will probably just keep going with this unless someone tells us not to. The next episode was called, actually, literally the next person who gives us any feedback can probably dictate the direction (laughs) of the podcast. But anyway, the next new episode is called How the West Was 1010001. (laughs) Probably Uh, one in binary, but yes. yes, (laughs) Probably. And this is the Bitcoin episode, so. Oh, uh, okay. How topical. mm -hmm. Very, very topical. Oh, yeah. And then, okay, so slight spoiler alert, but the week after that is Parasites Regained. So I am Mm -hmm. looking forward to talking about that. Another episode just came out today that was called Related to Items You Viewed. Yeah. And so so it looks like we're, you know, three episodes behind now. And then, yeah, more coming out weekly. So I guess if we stay consistent with an episode a week, we'll be three episodes behind for the remainder of the season. Yeah. (laughs) So sorry about that. But it gives you time to fall behind a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So Alex, how could people get in touch with us if they want to be that one person who sets the direction of the podcast? I mean, and honestly, if you say Hugh Jackcast, I I won't hate it. If you're just like, oh, yeah, do that idea. (laughs) Watch (laughs) X-Men. Or or music, not musician, magic show podcast. We need a good title for going to the magic show every single day for a month. So if you'd like us, if you'd like me to do that podcast, because Lindsay and I live in different uh, states, yeah, just let me know. And (laughs) we just end up doing that. What can we name Um, that one? What's a good like magic pun? Yeah, and like magic 30 days in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll ask Chat GPT. We'll figure it out. Uh, you want to do that yeah. as I do? Yeah, you type that yeah, up I'll do as that I right do now. The, the plugs. <laughs> the if you want to get right into us, what are we? Pod of tomorrow at gmail.com at pod of tomorrow on Gmail. Or sorry, on Twitter slash X. And then yeah, ratings and reviews are appreciated. A thing that I had discovered was that we in fact have many more view ratings on Spotify. We have like 35 star ratings on Spotify. And I think this pushes us over 50 ratings. And so I was perusing the old cameo to potentially get a cameo in response to getting over 50 ratings. What should our goal be for 100 ratings, Lindsay? Okay, for 100 ratings, maybe like a, I don't know, who's more famous? Hugh Jackman. (laughs) (laughs) We can alternatively think about doing some sort of bonus pod of whether it's a Brant Steele or a tournament with Jeremy or something. That'd be fun stuff. All right. So these are all awful. <laughs> okay. So this is, uh, can you give me the, what was the prompt that you gave ChatGPT? 
Okay. So I said to ChatGPT, what's a good podcast name for a podcast about going to the same magic show every day for a month? Please make it funny. <laughs> okay. And I forgot to say, like, give me a bunch of suggestions. So it just said sure. spellbound stalker, 30 days of abracadabra <laughs> addiction. That's pretty good. That's really, really good. <laughs> okay. And then I said, can you give me five more? <laughs> magic mania, one month, one trick, too many times. Okay. Abraca Diary, 30 days chasing the same conjuring act. This is, every single one of these is better than everything we just talked about for the past few minutes. <laughs> Spellbinding Groundhog Month, a magic show odyssey. And okay. then I said, can you come good. up with any that are punny? Mm. Abraca Daily Dose, the magic month marvel. Conjuring Chronicles, a month of prestidigitation persistence. <laughs> the Magic Moments Marathon, 30 days of trickery triumphs. Illusion Infatuation, The Magic Show, Stockcast, and can Rabbit you, Hole Chronicles, A Month of Magic Obsession. One one tweak to this. Can you ask yes. it, rather than being like kids magician, the you know the genre of magic is more like cringy, illusionist, Job from Arrested Development, like that kind of magic show. And so I'd love to get that kind of angle into the title. Okay. Can you work that angle into the title? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's incorporate the angle of a cringy illusionist into the podcast name. <laughs> illusion faux pas files. Awkward enchantments adventure following a flawed illusionist. Illusionist escapades embracing the awkwardly amazing and the cringe and conjure chronicles. My month with a magic misfit. <laughs> I mean, all of these are good. I don't think it's quite nailed the vibe yet, but we can, we can do some prompt engineering. My favorite so far is Spellbound Stalker, 30 Days yeah. of Abracadabra Addiction. <laughs> Yeah, so let us know if you want us to do that. If we get like a, if we get over 10 people saying to do that, I will consider doing that once we get back to New York. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. So right in. <laughs> let us know your thoughts. Yeah, I, I did all the plugs as you were ChatGPTing. Yeah, beautiful. I barely listened to you, as you could probably yeah. tell, because I was frantically typing. But yes, you can hear more from me over on BoJack Horse Pod. We just hit 100,000 all-time downloads over on wow, BoJack Horse Pod. pretty good. So check that out if you want to listen to more stuff about BoJack Horseman or, you know, other adult animation stuff. I think uh, I think we're close to 10K on this one. So you got to plug us more over on, on BoJack. We re- truly have not recorded in six yeah, months. So <laughs> but next time we do, I will be sure. I have been plugging it on the What We Do in the Shadows podcast, which is... Honestly, I imagine that's making a huge difference like i'm I'm sure that is many of our listeners true honestly people listening to what we do in the shadows if you found us that way let us know but you can hear that over on post recaps there will be a new episode in mm, two weeks i think i am five episodes behind so (laughs) but yes Uh, well thank you for being a prolific podcaster Lindsay. i uh, i always do appreciate the plugs on on different uh, podcasts out there doing the lord's work honestly all right so with that we will see you next time for how the west was one zero (laughs) etc see ya